You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 272 of PHP Ugly. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me is John Congdon. I just did something really odd today, or just before the show. And Tom Rideout. I, I didn't. I don't know how to follow up on that. I, I didn't do anything weird today. <laughs> it's not weird. Not that weird. Okay, what'd you do? Be honest. Okay, fulfilling a something on my bucket list. It's been on there for years. I keep telling people I'm going to do this, and here it is, uh-huh. years later, and I haven't done it. All right, what's your wife think about it? We've been You're at, outside. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's it's, we went we went different directions. And now I oh, know Tom thinks it is <laughs> two girls at the same time. <laughs> okay. What is wrong with you, man? This is a kid's show. Oh, wait. Maybe it's not. It's a bucket list. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about JavaScript here. Oh, what? I don't know what list. self is. <laughs> All right. I'm going to. I'm still. I've been wanting to do it. I closed up my Bitcoin account two or three years ago just to do this thing. I still haven't done it. I Five minutes before we started the show, I hit the buy now button. I am getting my paragliding lessons now. Oh, okay. So for those who I don't know, excited. this is this is a San Diego I'm gonna, thing. I, it's not a San Diego thing. It's all over the place. It, I'm going to jump off a cliff. It's, it's like parachuting, only safer. You know, it's like you you parachute from the ground, and then you go back. Well, no, down it's, the ground. it's not. It's that more dangerous deal. than parachuting. No, it's not. No, Stop it's not. It. Get out of your mind. No. I mean, it's 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 not a leisurely thing to do. I will talk about job that. But I am so excited about this. There, there is a there is a paragliders watching station in San Diego that you can casually go to, and then go to the like aquarium afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tory that's Pines why I, that's, that's that's where I'm taking my lessons. That's why I call it a San Diego thing because like. We have a we but, have a glider port that is part of a large residential commercial district. But they're all over the place. It's not just here. We just have a you just can go over the ocean. You can sure. fly up to Torrey Pines golf course and like watch people golf while you're flying back and forth. Uh, you can also, go to the glider like, port. Also, don't and- fly anywhere near San Diego for a while. It's it's been oddly dangerous to just be flying over like Mira Mesa or anything like that recently. Oh yeah, what happened? To be what fair, you're not flying. You're just you're just you're in a parachute gliding. Yeah. That's it. Not flying. Tricky name that paraglider. <laughs> anyway. How was your so, week? So John, Tom, you, Tom, we were the the people who are just tuning in might not be aware, but we were fighting with John earlier because of his uh, white balance and how bright he was. Yes. There's a reason behind that. He John's knows, got he, like 18 what, monitors now. He like, knows what it is. Oh, like one for every security camera he has in his house? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. 
I should do He's that. He's got quite the setup. You should post your setup on Discord at discord.phpugly.com because right. uh, John's rocking the uh, monitor setup right now. Mental, mental note, you already said what the Discord channel is. There Don't you forget go. that. I'm trying not to. Yeah. <laughs> so I went with the, the widescreen. The, I went with the 38-inch. And now I'm, I'm torn on, should I have gone the 49? But I'm happy with the 38. Mm. Well, I, I then took my 227-inch and put them above. So I got my 38-inch here and then 227-inch up here. So and which one? Which up. one is which one is the cryptocurrency ticker screen? I, I told you I cashed out years ago so I could take flying lessons, and I still mm. haven't taken them. So now I'm taking them now. Yes, but I know you still watch. No, actually, I don't. I couldn't tell you where it's at now, unless it's hovering around where it was last time, around fifty. It's real bad. Is it? It's real bad. I don't trust you. Let me see. I have my little. I have. I still have my little script here that does it for me. No. I, it, Coin. I, I, bad. Who should was that in Discord? Somebody shared a, a video about NFTs. It was. I started watching that, and wow, listening to that guy rant on cryptocurrency made me oh, feel God. good that I was out of it. Uh, <laughs> what am I missing? I had uh, I had some videos yeah. show up from Doug Polk recently right. in my like feed, mm-hmm. and I was like, I like oh that yeah, that was a thing. I like him, but I'm never watching that video again. Like. Uh, <laughs> He got a quick unsubscribe. Doug Polk or which one are you talking about? The Doug one I'm Polk. talking about was like an the one I'm talking about in Discord was like an hour long video. That's a different video. Was, yeah, I didn't see the one up from Doug Polk. And NFTs He's, are I know him incredibly boring. Yes, the thing, the funny thing is, it wasn't a. I mean, yes, the title is about NFTs, but it starts like way back with crypto, and he goes through Bitcoin and Dogecoin, like talking about all of these things and power consumption and just, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was still interesting. Mm. And made, again, made me happy that I'm not in that's, crypto anymore right now. <laughs> that, that's interesting. Cause you, I just, I just, you, what you described, I think is incredibly boring. Like the, his, the whole history of crypto and well, it's not like the Dogecoin whole history you and just watch it. It was, it was an interesting video. What's a documentary? Not really a documentary. Oh, I got to find not, it for you again. I am not. I am not. No, we are. I, no. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy in Down Under, Michael Dorinda, heard what? me say how much I, I wish there was uh, there were more videos, documentaries on geek stuff. He actually pointed me to a channel called uh, Honeypot. I'll put it in Discord. I'll, I'll put it on Trello. You and know the, hopefully you know the definition posted. of that term. <laughs> That's. Yeah. I, I would literally never go to a YouTube channel that was just titled Honeypot. <laughs> I don't know what I was. So get this one for. had this one had a documentary on GraphQL, Elixir, Vue.js, Kubernetes, a, a bunch of uh, geek stuff. It, it even has some. Looks like it even has someone like it has these mini docs and things like that. But uh, yeah, if if you're like me and you enjoy this stuff and you wish you could see more of it, I still wish somebody would do a documentary on PHP in the history of PHP. I mean, it's a lot of material there. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be very, very cool to watch. Only I think if they'll there's a, chant our name throughout it. Yeah, I think there's a magazine that would be in like the prime position to really do that, but I it's I can't like think of it off speaking, the top of my head. Speaking of the magazine, we, we're breaking records. We we actually speak on it. We we got the February issue out today, officially out the first week of the month. So we are 
finally starting to get get our hands around getting this thing together. Our uh, contributors are getting better at submitting their columns to us earlier. I think right now, if- of course, we we say that next month we won't come out to like the last day of the month because Poss- we possibly. changed it. Possibly, yeah. This this month is short by like three days, so you guys are just screwed. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Make sure I go over to the uh, Discord Discord channel and beg them, please get your your articles to us. Well, you know, it's funny. It's it's funny that you mentioned documentaries on like different nerd technologies because. I, I wish there was like a two minute documentary on all of the shit that's out there. Just two minutes per thing. Um, I got in a little bit of trouble this week because uh, my boss asked me what I thought of Kafka. And I said, well, he wasn't actually a nihilist. He was, was trying to teach nihilism <laughs> as, as a negative consequence of capitalism. And, uh, it turns out that's not what he was talking about. <laughs> he was talking no. about a, a uh, Apache's the Apache project Kafka. Yeah. Which uh, big data. You know, obviously, my bad. I should have I should have <laughs> I should have known that we weren't getting into deep philosophy during our stand up. <laughs> um <laughs> But then, like, you try to look up, like, Apache Kafka and, like, just just fundamentally what it is, what it solves, mm-hmm. and you, you get nothing. <clears throat> you, you get either really? a two-hour... Kafka.apache.org, you, you don't see any of that information there? No, no, no. What you get is a, a super... Uh, you get a quick, deep dive into mission-critical, real-time application microservices and how streaming data processing relates to... I'm like, that's not the problem I'm dealing with. I'm not dealing with the abstract of mission-critical data streaming services. What the... Like, what is this? What is this? Is it, it's, a, it's a medium... It's a middleware layer that processes data from one source to another. Here's the other sources that are defined. Here's the thing... It, like, just, just give me two minutes so I can understand this thing. Back on the two minute thing, huh? Uh, but I also I agree with you to a point. The only reason I know Kafka is when I was researching event sourcing, and some people are trying to use it as uh, an event store, you know, database for for all the events. Sure. And while you can while you can use it for that, it's not recommended. It's not necessarily meant for that. There are this more is- specialized data stores for that type of data. This has been my whole week. Is solutions to problems and how generally ambiguous everyone wants to be on a solution to a problem. I have a feature ticket in front of me that says we want to filter on 40 different fields. Some of them are relationships to the main object. Some of them are properties of the main object. Some of them are sub, sub, sub relationships that might not exist on objects. It's this crazy deep dive into filtering of MySQL datasets. And I have spent a huge portion of my week trying to like define this problem as a Google search, where I'm like, lots of queries on table joins 
Are indexes the right way to go about things? What's the impact of views? What's the impact of generated columns? What's the impact of uh, triggers on queries? And like no one can't do triggers on queries. Uh, on triggers, selects. triggers on inserts to create right. an, uh, a custom index mm-hmm. that you look up against before you perform your primary query. And and like twelve hours into this search, I come across database sharding as a technology. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, database sharding. That's a that's ten percent of the issue I'm 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 running into. That helps me out in a in a very small segment of the thing I'm trying to address. But I'm trying to address gigantic issues, and there is like there's a plural site course on index performance and how to how to understand the explain syntax for my SQL queries. And I'm like, yeah, I'm there already. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm way I'm way there. But like, when do you take? an issue that you have and, and say, well, you can replicate this to a, a timescale database and the timescale database can return results that give you this and you can filter on this. And like the, the, the big scalability issues that I keep running into, I cannot find answers for like can't because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, man. Yeah. Well, did, why you get paid the big bucks. Did, did you, just in addition, do you know about the exist clause in MySQL? Just another another thing to look into. I I had to use that a lot to optimize a lot of my filtering queries, my advanced search queries, because if I was joining or uh, putting it directly into my where clause, my did my query went to crap. Like it, it was just a horrible response time. Switch to using exist in a bunch of places and way better. This is where I, this is where I'm getting endlessly frustrated this week because in all of my twelve to twenty hours of research this week, haven't heard a fucking thing about that. Well, something else for you to look into now. And, <laughs> <You're welcome>. and <laughs> even better, even better, if you type in MySQL performance, guess what you don't get? <laughs> anything about performance? <laughs> anything? Anything helpful? You what you end up with? Is my how to how to read MySQL performance analytics for the engine itself, but not how to improve things, or like when you need to change technologies, or like how to move from MySQL or or, or uh, RDMS uh, AWS RDMS to AWS Redshift. Like because my, the issue I'm running into is that clearly this one technology can't han- can't handle this one issue. Oh, Discord just said explain again, and I <laughs> now I'm getting angry. <laughs> I know if you're, I, if I know you were about using, explain. If you were using event sourcing, you would create a new data store just for the specific query you're having trouble with, and you'd be good I, to go. Exactly, but I can't because I have checkboxes for 150 different columns, and each one of them has a range you can select from X to X, from X to Y. Yep. And, Check out exist. I, I put exist into the show notes. I'm I'm hitting an intellectual wall where, like, yeah, yeah, for 
This higher go to no, Percona. Eric, no, Eric. Pay, pay Percona for Eric, their time. No, Eric's got Eric's got something to say. Nope. Nope. I am not, not gonna say an election. Not gonna make a joke about unit intellectual wall. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Just keep moving on. As sir. as a developer, the the joke that what I do most of my time is Google things is no longer applicable. I'm being tasked with things that like only a few companies do. And if you read that company's blog, they explain how to handle this. Like Spotify explains how they scale without using full text searches. So, so, so you're mad you're being paid to do a job that not anybody can just do. Is is that what I'm understanding? Not you mad. need to embrace these challenges, man. I am embracing this is, it. But this is why but we were at the level where frustrating. At. Yeah, you didn't call me all week, so I mean, it couldn't have been too fussy. Certainly, fucking didn't. <laughs> you called me. I did. Yeah, because that's how it works. What did you need to? That's what how did, it's supposed to work. What did you need to do to fix the problem you called me for? He didn't call me. Just saying. Oh no, no, I want to hear Eric it say was it. A Lar- it was a Laravel issue, mm-hmm. so no, I wouldn't uh, have called uh, you. I, 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 wasn't. I can fix Laravel crap. Certainly wasn't. He rebooted his machine, and everything mm-hmm. started working again. Not, not exactly true. The The issue ended up being a uh, issue with the Docker container, and I restarted the Docker container, and everything was working again. But yes, that's <laughs> correct. I was working in a Laravel application, and I was getting weird behaviors. I've been having a lot of weird issues with my Docker container, too. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, oh, I do know. I did. I, I'm running... Um, I'm running PHP 8.1, and every since I've gone to PHP 8.1, my Docker container is just misbehaving on me. But I'm at PHP 8.1 because I got to work on that enum ticket, which wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. Good God! I mean, it, enums themselves. Did in, you contact the release 8.1? manager? Is yeah, he wouldn't return my call? I don't know what's up with that. That's bastard. Weird. That's weird. <laughs> But uh, enums themselves to implement uh, are pretty easy. My thing was what I was getting when I was trying to use it on the other end wasn't what I expected. Like when I when I did the enum cases, I was expecting to see an array of everything in the enum, and what you end up getting is an array of an array. So you get an array of array, and so it just didn't didn't work out. But it actually worked out kind of cool because somebody I was working with. Uh, ended up bringing a package because what we needed was just the array from from enums. So they ended up writing a package for it, and I got to help them with the package, and everything worked out great. It, it was fine once I got, like I said, it just it, the enum thing just tripped me up a little bit because it just wasn't what I was expecting to get back to work with, and it just wasn't working correctly. But no, it was good. But you got yeah. Ever it. since I huh. So, but you got through it. So you get paid the I big bucks to, to solve problems, and you help solve it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with. Uh, I also tried to install. I made a mistake. Apparently, tried to install PHP eight point one on my base system. So I, I have a couple versions of PHP on my my host system for running command line stuff, and uh, I I know how to switch between those versions. So I tried to install version 8.1 on my host system, not a Docker container, and it didn't go well. Really? And I think, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it keeps barking at me and now it keeps, every time I try to do anything with, uh, app 
update or app install complains about a broken install and I can't get it to fix. So I'm going to have to do some work on that. that I, I tried. That tried doesn't to fix sound good. Broken install. No, no. I mean, everything's working. So my, my PHPs are normal again. I, I, I still don't have 8.1 running, but I have eight and what I have eight and seven, two and seven. So I still have all my PHP versions running, but yeah, I, can't, I couldn't get it on my host system for some reason. Hmm. I had some fun this week with, with my Docker containers, you know, I've been working on this client now for shit going on 10 years and I've been working locally for years now. And I t- don't tend to take down my containers and bring them back up or I'll take them down, but I don't refresh my database. So my database mm-hmm. has just been what it's been. It's like, I have all, everything I need. I can log in quickly. My accounts are set up exactly how I want them to get stuff done. But I picked up a, a ticket last week where we're changing the seed data for lots of lots of reasons. So I'm like, all right, I really should refresh my database, do that, bring it back up. I work on that ticket. Everything's fine there. But then I go back to do actual work. And then I'm like, just dead in the water. I'm like, crap, how do I do this? How do I do that? Like, nothing is set up right. <laughs> There's... There's feature flags that I didn't have on that I used to have on and uh, yeah, like just various settings. I'm like, crap. All right, let me go fix that mm-hmm. get that up and working. I'm like, well, crap. Now something else isn't working. Oh, yeah, I got to do something else. And it was just a nightmare. It's finally working through them all yeah. and at least working again. Charlton in Discord uh, referenced uh, Lando.dev, um, which I don't know. Charlton, is is that Docker-based? I, I, think, I feel like it was Docker-based. But um, I did look into this project. I actually use a, a Docker container setup called Devilbox, which is where I do all my stuff. I, but occasionally I run I run things on the command line on my host system. And I wanted to get that up to date to uh, Laravel 8.1. I'll have to look at this Lando.dev again, though, because I remember looking into this once before, and I don't remember why I didn't go with it. But Devilbox has been really holding steady for me until Man. until this 8.1 issue. I, I fought for so long not to install PHP on my Linux machine on, on the host, trying to do everything mm-hmm. through containers. But, man, there are just sometimes you're like, I just want to jump into PHP and get something working or I want to be able to run composer just locally. So I finally installed it. Don't you run like Tinker? I don't run Tinker. Oh, right, right, right. But that's, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you know, occasionally you just need, like, you don't need anything to interact with, with the system. You just need to run something on the command line. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't have Nginx, I don't have MySQL, all that I run through containers. But PHP, it's like, yeah, every now and then I just need to run an artisan command. I don't need to be in the container. I just want to run the artisan command to see what the output is. And so, yeah, I, I have PHP running on my, my local machine, on my host machine. I don't think I do. It's probably smarter it's, that it's way. Great. It's good if you can get away with it, yeah. I mean, it really is good if you can get away with it. I, I, but I, I was going down the road of... Well, now I'm going to install a specific Docker container just to run Composer. So I have that and have to remember the command to run Composer that way. And it that was just a pain. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, got that, I've got that Docker Compose muscle memory where anytime I want to do anything in Laravel, it's Docker Compose exec app and then artisan and then the command. Really? Yeah. I, like I said, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, you know, PHP on the OS complicates things. 
because you can end up in a state that you don't expect. Where yeah. I like it's the same thing with Node. I don't I don't want Node on my local machine. It's there, and I have to like futz with it sometimes because it gets confused about what a container is versus what like a local file store is. But yeah, I don't I don't want PHP on my local machine because that I, if I type PHP artisan something and I'm in the right directory. It'll try to do it, but it'll give me an error, and I can totally go down the wrong path if I'm not paying well, attention. Well, that's not as bad. So what I've what the mistake I've made in in all transparency is that I've been on my host or I've been on my host system and have run composer upgrade or composer install, and it will then take it'll take the version of PHP I have on my system install packages based on that version mm-hmm. and then when i when i'm on docker it's a different version and all of a sudden all that's out of sync now which 99 percent of the time doesn't really impact anything where, where it impacts stuff is when you're working on a team and everybody else is using the containers correctly and then they try to do the composer upgrade on their container and it says oh no this package requires PHP 8.0 and you're on PHP 7.2. It's like, wait, what? No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Been there. I, uh, I end up doing most of my work directly in the container. So I have a quick shell script that literally just runs bash within the container. So I, I'm basically inside the container and then I just do everything from command line in there. I got to start. I got to really start doing that. I, mean, I, well, I have a, quick... I, you talk to people and they say that's the wrong way to do it, but that's, what I do. Why is, it, why is that? Because containers are supposed to be single process things. They're only supposed to do one thing. You're not really supposed to be in there actually using the container like that. And like I made a mistake at some point. Again, I I don't like delete my containers and then download fresh ones. So I'll go in mm-hmm. there and I just apt install. Like, oh, I want to do this. Apt install, whatever. I'm testing something I need Telnet. Or oh, I recently, I, see, I, see. I, had an, I was having some issues. So I'm like, well, let me try just upgrading Node. So all of a sudden, I upgrade Node to version 16, and it turns out that breaks NPM for this application. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's happening here? And they're like, you're supposed to be on Node 14. That's what's in our container. So because I'm always in the shell and I just run commands, my container is now out of sync with what the rest of the company is using. That makes sense. Yeah, You know, and the, the only place I've ever experienced that is node like because the the, well, the I, package you you had walked away i actually said i had a similar issue uh, doing that with composer as well really well running composer on the local os so composer, on my host, yeah yeah so on the host you're running a different version than what's in the container so then the composer lock file says oh you're running php 8 and then you know, so, somebody and else compo- does composer is usually very good about that but like until, Node is, until yeah, until you you've set the lock file and then somebody else runs it on a different version and then they're confused, like they're getting error mm-hmm. messages. Huh. Our 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 Docker stuff rarely gets updated. It's very like core functionality, mm. uh, and it's the same container that we run on production. It's like if the container changes, that gets caught by our whole production pipeline. Um, that's interesting that Composer would would cause that issue. Not Composer itself. It's all of a sudden you've locked <laughs> dependencies to a higher version of PHP than what your 
what your other Docker, team members are using. Yeah, what your Docker containers right, on right. a different version. So then they well, get and that's the other thing is that we don't we don't do screwed up. Yeah, we don't do apt upgrades. That's that belongs to operations. Mm-hmm. Any kind of apt upgrade or 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 apt package include. install. Yeah. Yeah, any any of that that real low level stuff belongs to operations and that PR gets rejected real fast. Right, and that's the way it should be. There should be somebody that manages the Docker container. And that's what I was saying when you walked away is I have this habit. I've had my containers for years and don't refresh them very often. So I have I've manually installed applications myself and it's caused me issues. Keep bringing up that I walked away. Well, that's what happens just, when you walk could away. Just, could just skate by it. Could try. Well, we did. But you kept you kept yeah. talking about stuff we already talked about. <laughs> Not our fault this time. But you know what? Sometimes when you walk away, you want things to just work. And, and for what that, happens when you want them to work? For that, you have our sponsor. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, HookRelay.dev. HookRelay.dev allows you to create powerful webhooks without having to create all the groundwork yourself. Sure, the basics of sending webhooks are easy, but to add more powerful features takes time and effort. That's where HookRelay.dev saves the day. Have you ever tried sending data to third parties that have strict API limits? Do you handle those failures caused by those limits properly using traditional back-off algorithms? Stop worrying about third parties with flaky servers and let HookRelay.dev continue trying to reach them for you. Resending failed webhooks or just resending for testing is as simple as clicking a button. You can also be the recipient of webhooks. That's right, HookRelay.dev handles both inbound and outbound webhooks. HookRelay.dev can catch the request and then send them to your servers. And best of all, reporting. Writing code to track success failures, create reports, and more is already done with HookRelay.dev. Try HookRelay.dev's free tier today. Get three endpoints, 14-day retention, and 100 deliveries per day. Thank you, HookRelay, for sponsoring today's episode. Thank, Thank you, HookRelay. All right. So, so Tom, you're not good at your job. I'm not good at my job. Oh, I'm very. You already know John's not good at his. I'm job. very it's good terrible. at my job. It's I'm been terrible. It's been a great couple weeks. I have become quite good at my job. I, I do you tell. Do you tell. I'm finding this very hard to believe. <laughs> I, I'm anxious to hear. I know. Uh, no, I've I've gotten uh, I've gotten very comfortable with the communication with my superiors and subordinates. It's gonna, I was going to say inferiors, but that's the, not the right word. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, hey, I'm just being honest here. That's what we do. John gives me a hard time for calling people resources. Yeah, them. yeah, rightfully so. Anyways. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I had a big discussion about this on Twitter uh, last, last week or the week before. Well, obviously it wasn't Reddit because you would have been banned by now. I. So anyway, you said you're really good at your Anyways. job. Um, what's what's, uh, I'm getting, what's I'm turned getting around very... because there's there's been other so uh, a friend of mine a friend of mine said to me recently <laughs> a friend, a friend of, of mine said to you a friend of mine said to me recently is was uh, there are a lot of things that you take for granted and the better you get at something the more you take things for granted so when you are really good at php development you say hey use a match instead of a switch here or if you're really good at qa you say here's the service you're supposed to use if you don't like that service here's the other service you're supposed to use 
Uh, if you're really good at uh, a, a product deployment, then you know you know Jenkins had this uh, X downtime, and this other product had uh, this uptime, and deployment pipelines have to have these elements in it. And you get so used to it after a period of time that it just becomes like common sense to you. And people will come to you and say, you know, how do how do you do this thing? And you say, you just do it. Like kind of what we've been talking about this whole trying to find out how to optimize your queries and stuff. Anyway, right. go ahead. Right, because if if you have a DBA, your DBA is like. Oh yeah, no. You just have to bring this other service in and and then replicate your data over to it and do this and this and this. I'm not a DBA. I don't know the answers to that problem. I'm also not a QA manager. I don't know the answers to that problem. I'm a PHP developer. And lately, I've had a lot of meetings where uh, I was asked, "Hey, what's the solution to this issue?" and I felt stupid saying, well, you know, here's the common sense answer. But I've started getting more and more comfortable with here's how you solve that problem without saying, like, didn't you know that? Yeah, that's probably not their best way, best approach. Right. But getting comfortable with the people that you work with and the area of knowledge that they're experts in versus you're an expert in, and then sort of resetting your standard for what you consider to be common sense is like one of the things I struggle with the most. Yeah, didn't you know that? Yeah, I should have. <laughs> the other thing is that uh, my previous Slack uh, group was at a porn company, and I have to be very careful about what I say in my current Slack group because like I can't quite remember what was appropriate or not appropriate anymore. But I I have recently sort of reset my concept of what common sense is. And that has and that, made me much better at my job. Has it made you better at your job or just more confident in your your skill set? Removing that inferior not what is it? Imposter syndrome. What the opposite of it? Or what I'm saying is are you just more comfortable and are moving past having imposter syndrome in your current role? Because for a long time, I feel like that's what you're struggling with. You were stuck well, you would. feeling like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like you felt like you didn't belong for a long time. And that feeling's natural. You should go with it. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's actually, I, it's actually outside of that realm of imposter syndrome and it's more into the area of assumptions. So I had assumed given the, the, developers and the expertise that I the of the people that I work with that we were running MySQL slow query log and someone was looking at it because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And I I had a, a series of meetings where we came to the conclusion we should enable that and somebody but should be the owner of that data. And it was like, well of course, but I'm the most database centric expert in the group and I hadn't mentioned it because I figured it was an assumed behavior within the company. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so I sort of like and, I sort but of. You're also saying you're not myself. the DBA, but you're that, but you're that person. Well, I'm not the DBA, and that that comes from being part of a startup. You don't get all the people that you want immediately, and you don't want to solve all your problems with hiring somebody to to solve one problem either. Do you know what I mean? Like. So many, so many of the problems that we run into, I keep trying to think like, "Hey, we could hire a DBA, and that would fix it." And I, you know, I'm not in charge of the money. I have to come up with solutions outside of, "Hey, throw money at the problem." It's 
But you're working for a startup and that's what, that's what they do, isn't it? it? I guess I, you know, the last time I worked for a startup, uh, was in 2000, well, 99. And I had a lot of people who were way better at me telling me to temper my expectations. And I was 20 years old and I was like, temper my expectations for what? I'm going to be a millionaire. Fuck off. <laughs> and now I'm in the situation where I'm telling people to like, Hey, temper your expectations understand how each individual provides value. And if, you, if you're if you not giving honest input, we're, we're not maintaining a system here. So you have to give your honest input and hard decisions have to be made. One of them is, do we solve this with money being thrown at a SaaS or a new employee or like... Or a development group that you have connection with? I mean, what? Oddly enough, hasn't come up. <laughs> but I... I'm starting. See, I'm, he, he gets all upset. We don't mention him on Voice of the Elephant, but here we are trying to make a living, and we don't come up. Just go on. It's a value proposition, and I understand that mentioning me on Voices of the Elephant provides no value. All right, which, you want another tool? Makes it makes it all the more hurtful. You want another tool for your what database tool toolkit? Since you're the database you person, yeah. Uh, PMM. Have you used it? Procona monitoring and management. So, yes and no. That falls on operations, and that was a, so a does, diff. So does the slow query log. Yes. What are you talking so about? Th- this you said you were a, the database guy. Well, so operations right now focuses on APM, application performance monitoring. Yep. And we actually don't have operations. We have DevOps. So a, a large amount of their workload is supporting developer uh life cycles if okay so yeah like the the percona thing that's operations it's not devops but my point was you had brought up the slow query log which you you brought up to people saying somebody should be looking at this but i I know that i know that because 10 years ago i had to do it once and i am i am the most i am the oldest programmer within the entire team that we have. We have a lot of very, very bright young developers, but there's a lot of stuff that I assumed to be universal knowledge or common sense that I am just now realizing, oh yeah, I learned that before these people graduated high school. Okay, I'm sorry for bringing up. My point was I was trying to help you learn something new that you could bring back to your team. And maybe some people that listen to us might say, oh, what is this PMM? Maybe I'll go look at it. It's It's been a, a good tool that not only looks for slow queries, but also monitors the health of your database, your database servers, lots of graphs, lots of information. Do well, with our, it as you will. Our big focus this week is QA. And I wanted, hey, mine too. I wanted a SaaS that provided QA analytics and management. And like, I, I didn't even know where to start searching for that on Google. <clears throat> Let me know when you find it. I did. I met up with a friend of mine tonight and who is a QA engineer. And he said, oh yeah, we use test rail. Everyone uses test rail. Oh yeah, I've heard of test rail. Never mind. Tell me when you find something good. Uh, well, like he said, <laughs> everyone uses test rail. And, the, and you know, the great thing about Google and their lawsuit with Toyota in the, the early aughts is that you can search for test rail and results for competitors can come up. Mm-hmm. And if you search for test rail, there are no competitors. But it integrates with Jira. 
which is what I need. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard much from Eric. Eric, how about your week? Have you done anything fun, interesting, thoughtful? I'm back to coding, so I'm really excited about that. I uh, for for a couple couple months, like during the whole move, getting a few hours to sit down and code was just like such a challenge. With I, I my the end of my year last year, I, I'm not sure everybody can get their head around how chaotic things got. Between I thought we were pretty clear that you were um, living under a bridge. <laughs> between taking over PHP Roundtable, which I still need to figure out what I'm going to do with that, then taking over PHP Architect, then selling my house and buying a house, and then having emergency oral surgery, all within a time frame of like a month, or maybe two months, all that happened. It was absolutely bonkers for me. I, th- I told John, I- I'm I'm pretty accustomed to working a lot. Like, I don't know. It's corny. I really don't consider this work. I just love coding so much that I'll do it through the night. And, you know, people have mentioned I should not be slacking questions at three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And I never expect responses. I have a very short term memory issue. Like if I don't, you you assume people turn it, you assume people like turn their machines off, their phones off. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not expecting a response. I'm just putting it out there. I'll I'll do it to John all the time. I'm like, hey, you don't have to reply to this. I'm just putting this question here. Thank God Slack now has that thing where you can schedule schedule Slacks. I do that to John all the time. I'll I'll schedule a Slack to send to him. I haven't Um, seen that. You can set set it at 3 in the morning. It's okay. I'll ignore it until (laughs) (laughs) I'm up. But, uh, but the last couple of weeks, I really got an opportunity to sit down and code again. And I've been able to engage with a client that I'm working on to do some coding for them. And we've, we're working on some projects that I'm getting back into the workflow of doing some code reviews for. And uh, so I'm just happy to be coding. Like we were talking earlier about the enums thing. It's like, that was so much fun just to kind of do something new in php they're not being like a million blog posts on how to do it correctly and then trying to kind of figure it out for yourself um that's that's just been my week the last week and i i am not complaining about it so and you got a magazine out how awesome is that and i got a magazine out what what i would consider on time (laughs) for sure (laughs) well you you didn't celebrate betty white's 100th birthday before she died so I saw. Th- I, I saw consider that. that I consider was... that on time. Um, yeah. No, I. You know, I'm. I'm totally with you. I. Uh, I have to apologize. I said that reflection at some point, some time ago. I said that PHP's reflection methods or reflection functionality was uh, for framework developers only, and and real developers didn't have to worry about it too much. I. I implemented a good chunk of reflection in my new code on Tuesday that like made me so, so happy where I fetched the return type of a method without calling the method, which in Laravel, if you call the method and it's a relationship, then you have like an N plus one issue. Right. You inherit all that relationship. Right. So the, the, I figured out a way of mocking a, a model in PHP and executing all of the same sort of behaviors of having a magic method for determining if it's a relationship or not 
and it's like I have like five lines of code that I'm just like hot about. <clears throat> like really, I like want to share it to everyone. And be like, yeah, isn't this shit fucking hot? It is so good. It is so tight. And uh, no, I totally know what you mean. Like getting into coding. You know, my issue lately has been I don't get into coding too much. Uh, and I'm I'm trying to figure that out with scheduling on my calendar. Like here's my here's my coding time. If you schedule a meeting with me during my coding time, it's auto rejected because this is my coding time. Uh, but in the There's position, someone, we didn't we talk about that last week? The whole manager versus developer scheduling, right? And 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 this is something that was was mentioned to me like nine years ago. It, I had a a manager who was not a coder anymore who said, hey, you have to make a career decision. Do you want to be a coder or do you want to be a manager? And I told him, I want to be a coder. I don't want to be a manager. And now, as somebody who's been in the in, in the code for 20 years, I kind of want to be a manager. Get off my podcast. Get off my <laughs> goddamn podcast. Get off it! No, I, I, am, I am equally offended by my own feelings. Like, I... I I love coding, but sometimes I just want to like see good code and clap and like pat somebody on the back and be like, "Man, that's fucking great. You did exactly what you can do." You you know, and and sometimes I feel that satisfaction of where I set time aside for myself and Maybe I'm like, "I can sucks. do that." Sure it sucks, but like coding sucks. Yeah. Where where well, no, like you're you're is, looking coding is no, but, fun. You, but you're looking at a test suite for six hours where it's like failed, 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 failed. But and then, you're also and then, t- you're you're talking about the management side of the happy path of somebody does great work and you want to pat them on the back and say good job. What about the people that aren't pulling their weight and you got to say shit? I'm, you're not pulling your weight. Like you're not doing a good job. That's right. Yep. That part sucks. <laughs> So I can see it in his eyes every time he talks to me. He's not happy with it. And that can't be good. I hope we're still still recording here. <laughs> oh, boy. You with us, Tom? I am now. Okay. You know who is pulling their weight? Who's pulling their weight? Our patrons. Thank you, patrons. Show your screen. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's February. It's a new month. It's a new screen. Oh, is it? I didn't even look. Oh, that's great. <laughs> And we have a new Patreon. And we have a new logo. And Look G. at that. Oh, and my we God. We logo. haven't even talked about the logo. Did you see how easy it is, Tom, not to talk about something that seems so obvious? <laughs> Thanks to our Discord channel at discord.phpugly.com. If you listen to the audio podcast, you might not be aware that there's a little bit of, a, there's a little bit of pregame before we, we start recording. But there's a lot of postgame post after... And uh, last week on after the show, everybody who was hanging out with us in Discord went through and saw all the different variations of the new PHP Ugly logo, and everybody voted on which one they yeah. liked the best, and got a bing, bada boom. Also, if you want to know why I'm now canceled on Twitter and Facebook, oof, I got to drink less. <laughs> what, are you t- what are you talking about? I don't know where I came from. I don't either. Ed don't, G. I, I, Ed G is our new patron on Patreon. Our new logo. Tell us about the new logo, Eric, because we got this. This is 
this is the first of like seven iterations that we went through. I wanted it's an angry. I wanted an angry elephant. You no, you wanted a bunch of triangles, elephants. That you you were really hung up on that. I yes. felt bad we we couldn't deliver on that. Well, yeah, not not yes. not a single not a single sample of that. But no, angry angry was my second like like mean angry elephant was my second stipulation. I wanted an eye patch, but John voted me down on the eye patch. I really wanted an eye patch okay. on the elephant. Well, I know that's not true because I told you why I wanted an eye patch. No, Eric really wanted one. Oh, really? I really I, John yeah. and I had, had a lot of conversations around it. Yeah. So did it? Did <laughs> I really it, wanted the eye patch? Eric, did you never tell John why I thought an eye patch was really really funny? I don't recall I, hearing. I honestly this. don't remember if you told me. What? Because there's only one eyeball. Why would, why would an eye patch be funny? There's only one eyeball. Are you making a joke about Eric again? Yeah. Are you talking about? Is it me? Too Stop! You're so, why do you keep bringing so that awful. up? Why do you're you such a mean individual. I don't. I just told Eric every that. week, Actually, one time. Just relax. Every week you say something about it. Do I? No, Kaylin. Answers no. Kaylin in Discord is asking, "Does SDPHP do online uh, meetups?" You don't. You don't have to. Kaylin SDPHP. Doesn't do meetups, period, right now. <laughs> Online or otherwise. I blame John. No, sorry. <laughs> also, I want to thank Kalen for taking uh, accountability for dropping several tables last week. He didn't take accountability. It wasn't him. He messaged me uh, privately on Slack. You guys didn't see it because it was just me. <laughs> But he's, he's not like a kid making up a story right now. Which, no, by the way, the man came said right he was now. super sorry. <laughs> oh man, John, you're you're one boy is a natural uh, ball player, man. I hope you oh my stick God. with it there. Yeah, he impresses me all the time. I don't know where he get it got it from because it's definitely not me. I, yeah, I saw that video too. <laughs> Clearly not you. I don't know where he's getting it from. But it's a, funny because it's true. Put a frisbee in that boy's hands; he's useless. No, no the kid's he, got the kid's he, got a swing, man. I'm not he, even joking. He, I don't know where my second one gets it from, but sports. He batting. He's a left lefty batter. I don't know where that came from because he does everything else right handed. But does he throw right handed too? Yeah, my throws right handed. Oh, yeah. He is going to be dangerous, man. I'm telling you, you really got to let him stick with that. He he got a huge kick. I took him to the park today to use his new little pitching machine that he got, and he he swung at it, missed, but he spun completely around, and as he fell to the ground, the bat came back around his back and hit the ball. <laughs> so we both just started <laughs> cracking up laughing. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a natural. He is. <laughs> oh, boy. I've apparently insulted Kalen enough that he switched to Twitch chat instead of Discord. <laughs> uh, got, we got a lot of people wanting to attend the uh, SDPHP meetup, John. Not like uh, we don't hold. Oh no, not, not just a meetup not, every week. Not just a meetup. You guys got called out for uh, hosting a conference on Cal Evans's Voices of the Elephant. And I yeah. swear to God, if you announce it anywhere other than here, I will hunt you down and kill you. It's already been announced. <laughs> I mean, if, I, I think I think he means officially announced. Officially announced. Yes. Our we only thing we've announced is our intention. Our our intention <laughs> is to bring back PHP Tech 
2023. So we want to be clear. We're not trying to do it this year. We still think it might be a little too soon. And for, for a conference the size of PHP Tech, we need a little bit more runway as far as getting getting a venue that's big enough. But John and I, I are, are actively working towards getting PHP Tech in 2023. That is our when, intention. When, where, how, what, all those are TBD. I'm upset that you're not including the term variant like anywhere in the in the the conference like the PHP tech variant or like PHP tech 2023 variant because that, apparently that's the height of comedy right now. And we're not very funny. We just want to have yeah, a Oh, I know. We're no. Really I'm we well aware. I'm well aware I carry the show. <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> Uh, did you guys hear about uh, 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 FabPot? What about him? Negative. Uh, Fabian Potentier. It, the oh, good, good Google searching. Uh, Fabian yeah, Potentier, the the, the uh, I guess BDFL of uh, Symphony has joined the. Come on. Uh, board of directors for. <laughs> you can tell us late in the show that Tom is getting drunk. What is happening? Board of directors for. Platform.sh. Oh, really? Interesting. I think Larry Garfield worked for them for a hot minute. I don't think he does anymore. I haven't looked at platform.sh. So platform.sh is doing a a, a big mix-up of their executive level. Uh, uh, Fabian Potentier and uh, Ori Peckelman are now the seniors on the board of directors for platform.sh. You know, I really appreciate the support that the Discord channel gives us, gives me. I'm trying to bring this back. You, you, I'm trying to bring you, this back. You don't, read, you don't read all the hate email we get after you. Sure show. don't. Fuck nope. is Tom talking about? Got a, Fuck that I've, guy. Got a, I've got a great filter. Wait till the March <laughs> issue of PHP Architect. It's coming. <laughs> the March issue of Ex- PHP Explicitly Architect. mentions me as someone who doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, we really <laughs> hope so. We, we will not accept the uh, article unless it does. <laughs> See that that's that's why that, don't you know the whole thing? That's why we're trying to control the media. If you control the media, you control the narrative. So we're we're gonna just start putting out our own own spin on stories. Yeah, platform sh. I know that they did a lot with PHP. I know they're very you, PHP friendly. Uh, a few PHP people being in the PHP community have worked there. What Tom? So I I there was an attempted there was an attempted bribe. Of, uh, you are Ma- very Ma- confused. Michael Dorinda is, is in Discord right now. I have no idea, Michael. I'm sorry you might have joined late. It's it's late in the show. Everything's pretty much going off the rails. We're just trying to we're trying to herd Tom back into like some. Cons- we like we, sh- we should wrap up. And, we should wrap up and move this to the after show. <laughs> no, I want to I want to hear how many elephant puns Eric can make about hurting me and. Go ahead. What, what were you saying? Uh, you, you guys were trying to bribe me with a case of beer to write about Web 3.0. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. 
And I discovered uh, web3isgoinggreat.com, which basically covers everything I would ever want to say about Web 3.0. It is a it is a list of rug pulls, blockchain hacks, NFT hacks, and everything that Web 3.0 is miserably failing at or being like non-existent about. I highly recommend everyone check out web3isgoinggreat.com because so so web3 is around crypto? Well, it's stupid. Yes. We've, been, we've already talked about how stupid crypto is. Yes. The idea of Web3 is a distributed host for a web page. So like issuing a homepage as an NFT so that it's your homepage and no one can like fake it, but you also can't update it without paying $26. It's real dumb. And, okay. And I had no clue it was wrapped around crypto. I just... I assumed it was the next iteration. So it sounds like somebody just coined the term Web 3.0 and is trying to make it a big thing, but it's not. Yes. I think it's just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's a hundred, that's a hundred percent what it is. And his drunken babbling actually does touch on a very good point. Everybody is welcome to write for PHP architect. If you have an article you'd like to contribute. Reach out to John and I. We will hold your hand and walk you through the process. Let you know what we need. We have a nice little workflow now, and we'll pay Always you. Always looking for interesting, and we and we will pay you. There is money involved. We and, will de- we will give you cash money, and you'll get a print copy of it so you can show off your article. You can you is can that, frame it. That's right. Is that the right takeaway from my drunken rambling? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It, that was it, the, it's, yeah. It's the most. I, I, it's I the know, most coherent the you've best, been all yeah. night. Huh. I'm on. I'm on board. <laughs> I I am literally begging my friends to write for this because I know so many people in the community haven't so haven't begged me, which speaks volumes. Yeah. We offered you a case of beer. What are you talking about? We don't offer so right about web. You started this whole conversation with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. So many interesting takes out there. So many cool things. We're open to it all. I mean, we're running a whole series on Raspberry Pi right now. I mean, we we definitely like the the PHP focus. And I'm looking for some really strong PHP articles. And we have a couple that are in the pipeline now that I'm, I'm really excited about. PHP internals. I would love to get some PHP internal stuff. But Tom, write an article guys. about how you're using reflection now. That would, that would work. Reflections. So you, 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 there you go, Tom. You can write an article about how reflections are actually a good thing. See, and come on, Michael Durner, you want to hold our hand? Seeing as, come on, Michael. I would say fifty percent of the people who subscribe to the magazine are in our Discord channel. No, no. You know how many subscribers we have? That's how many? That sounds. That sounds very rude. Thank you. Very I much. don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so a, we have a. Yes, it was rude. And B. I'm sorry. Thank you. All right. Continue. Oh, no. How many subscriptions? How many subscribers do uh, we have? Well, it's not public knowledge, but good. It was just like half the people that subscribe. And I was like, so we've got like 50 subscribers. More than nice. 10, le- less than a million. I'll, I'll round it, round it off All right. for you. I would, I would like to know uh, if the, the, the ugly herd would like me to write something and what they would like me to write. Right about. Doesn't have, doesn't have to be the herd. Just come up with something. Let us know what you're thinking. <laughs> Look at him going full manager now. He's like trying to get 
He's like, Discord, your, Discord, your job is to tell me what to write about. And then somebody write it for me. I'll put my name on it if I approve. I don't I don't create solutions. I approve solutions. Okay? I'm smart enough to recognize a good solution. No. That's what you want. I'm not. Me. And if this solution that I approve does not work out, You're really, that falls really on you. You're not selling yourself here. <laughs> This, pod, this, this podcast is if you've, more If you made it this far in this, in this show, thank you so much for listening. This has been crazy. There you go. There you go. Bucky. Bucky wants you to write about them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> write, about, write about how you write, right. write jobs for Horizon. Bucky is them. permanently banned. <laughs> what what is so Rust scaling. and why All should right. we use it? I swear to God. All right. What you what you've made apparent is is immediately that I should not trust the Discord channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe at you know ten fifteen Pacific Coast time at night is not the best time to ask our world audience who watch us live questions. You just don't know what you're going to get. But, but I love to join us. But anytime. I love at- I love that. Oh. I'm not even exaggerating. God, how, Discord is one of the things I look forward to every every week. How it, much would, it makes my work day go so so smoothly? I kind of want to write about Vim now. Like just, I will not allow. That. I know, I know you won't. <laughs> I have some pull, so you, you really you really want to heed my warning on this one. But By I, the way, we if, only pay if we accept your article to be published, not just if you submit anything. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> let me let me make that clear real quick. You have to have a contract in your hand and submit an article we will accept to get paid. There's a lot of stipulations here. Article title, Why Vim is for Losers. Okay, that's it. We're going to wrap it up for episode 272 of PHP Ugly. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host named Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to people. PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they're getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.